Believe it or not, we're already looking towards summer 2021 and planning our amazing retreat. We've got some great things in the works for you, and we're going to be releasing information soon, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, you can grab a replay of our 2020 retreat. The virtual retreat includes amazing business content, including studio reset, marketing and social media, developing your inner leader, building community, and getting the most out of online platforms, Kajabi and Trello. Plus, there's great teacher training content that you can share with your staff, like honing your teacher's eye for ballet, building your tap curriculum, jazz fundamentals, contemporary and improvisation for the young dancer, building a solid structure for hip hop, and so much more. Catch up on all the amazing, juicy content from our 2020 retreat for just $197. Go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the retreat replay tab to grab yours today. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 51 of the DSO Connect podcast. This week is part two of our conversation with Danielle McKee about all things recital. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I highly recommend that you go back and take a listen to episode 50 from last week before you move on to this week's episode. We had such a great time chatting it up with Danielle, and I hope that you enjoy listening. Thanks. of getting everybody involved the next huge 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 money maker y'all this is gonna make as much money as a dance recital and i'm gonna do um we'll do alice in wonderland because it was one of my most profitable ones we um went to the fellowship hall of a really pretty church and was like can we rent or borrow your fellowship hall like and a lot of students at the studio um went to that church and why you ask we did a tea party we decorated the whole church like a tea party and we sold tickets for $25 and our cast was there and we um, structured it at a time that parents could drop off their children if they wanted to. Um, we, we did a ball for Cinderella um, with little cakes and stuff, but you, they dropped off their child for a couple hours where they could stay. Um, the Cinderella one, we had like a little bippity boppity boutique. Technically it wasn't called that because, you know, legal Disney rights and all that. Um, we called it the bippity boppity makeover, bippity boppity, beautiful food. I don't remember something. <laughs> uh, and the kids came and uh, like the, the older kids were there and they got, they painted their fingernails and put their hair up in a tight little bun and had little tea and cakes. And it was a come and go and there was little crafts and stuff to do, but we did a tea party and if we did a big fellowship hall, so like a hundred people could be there. Um, and so you have all these tickets being sold now that it would have to go a little different, you know, COVID and everything. But this was once things piped back in, we centered an entire party. Um, we had a Mad Hatter's tea party for Alice in Wonderland. We did that one at night, actually. Um, we did a date night version of it. And so people dropped off their kids and we babysat them essentially for $25 a kid for a couple of hours. And, um, actually by the time I think we made it to Alice in Wonderland, I had upped it to $35 a kid, um, or something like that because we did it longer and it was at night, um, instead of just like a Sunday afternoon tea party. And we did a meet and greet with all the characters and all the characters were there. And we took like little invitations uh, for Cinderella. We did Royal invitations for Peter Pan. Uh, we did, um, 
like little like woodsy looking ones that we took out to come be um, play with the lost boys. And so they, uh, the characters are all there. We have a photo booth set up and we really hyped up, like come meet the characters of this new show that we're doing in a two months or a month or whatever it was. And people would come and bring their kids. And then when they went home, we would send home, like join us for our next show, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and that way they would, you know, like we'd have all the show information to come to the show, but then we wouldn't have an offer in there to come be part of the next one. Mm-hmm. Like next year, have your child in this show. Oh, that's and brilliant. So now you're getting more kids because they came and everybody wants their kid to go take a picture of Cinderella. Like, you know, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> and you give them that option. Like, I mean, an easy, I don't know, $2,500 just from doing a character meet and greet with That's all brilliant already have. And the students have already purchased the costumes. They I mean, they're already there. Like there's not really besides just like finger foods and stuff. But then again, like you said, you want your parents to get involved and they're like, Hey, we're going to, and, and as studio owners, we start to feel a little guilty about doing fundraisers and not being like, Oh, this is a fundraiser for bars or this is a fundraiser for mirrors. Um, the school doesn't tell you what they're doing a fundraiser for. You just get every other month, you get a packet home from your kids saying we're doing a fundraiser for our school. This is to support our studio. Mm-hmm. And the moms would make like, um, for Alice in Wonderland, some mom took the big pretzels and dipped them in purple, um, white chocolate, and then, uh, put like a pink glitter on them. And they were like Cheshire cattails and stuff like that. I'm like, you tell these moms, Oh my gosh, we're going to have a tea party and we want you to be part of it. They'll come out of the woodworks, bacon stuff. I mean, they pay for the supplies as well. The parents who volunteer. Um, like we paid for like the cups and the plates and stuff like that. But you didn't reimburse them for like the pretzels and the sprinkles. It was a fundraiser for the studio. I mean, when you do a bake sale, do the parents expect their money back? Right. 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 That's awesome. Instead of a bake sale, this is our version of one is we did a tea party or a ball or, um, I don't know what we called Peter Pan anymore, to be honest with you. Like, I don't remember. That's awesome. And what a great way to get people from the community in, interested in your concert so that, you know, they come to this fun event. Did you get, send them home with like a discount coupon for tickets to the show or just information about the show? So we did, um, by the way, we did this for free on every show, but that doesn't mean they knew this in their program. If they, um, so we did a cast meet and greet after every show, like a backstage pass. After oh, cool. However, if you came to the, um, the little party that we did, you got to do it. Um, you got to go first. Like you got to go do your picture and stuff first. Like if you wanted a picture with the cast, so you got to have a backstage pass and just kind of made it a little more important um, because not everybody's going to come to that show mm-hmm. and not, and if they do come to the show and they see the line of people trying to like take pictures with the cast, they're not all staying anyway. So yeah. usually, I don't know, 10, 15 people would actually be like, Hey, here's my backstage pass. And so it was just a little thing saying, uh, you had received a backstage pass to take pictures with the cast after the show. Um, and then, and like a random one, depending on how many students we would have or how many kids would come and a random one would be like, congratulations, you won the free month of dance. Like, gotcha. And it would be in one though, in one yeah. little packet that we sent home. Very um, cool. Yeah. And then like one of them would be like, you received, you won the free t-shirt 
um, when you sign up for dance, ask for a free t-shirt. And so it, yeah. it was kind of an incentive to come sign up for dance. And then I gave you a free t-shirt. So, I mean, there, we tend to do so much where we're like, Oh, giveaway, giveaway, free, 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 mm -hmm. free, free, that it starts to be an, an expected thing. Like, we'll wait till they give it away or we'll try, we'll get this so we can get something that if you make it, I mean, you're the most amazing thing I'd ever heard is know your worth and then add taxes. Mm. <laughs> I stopped doing like, Oh, free for you, free for you, free for you. And we're like, Hey, here's a gift that you received. Yeah. But yeah. then at the same time, it was, you won a free Leo. When you sign up for classes, ask Miss Danielle for your free Leo. Right. Mm. Not right. just like something for free. Because yeah. like I call mine um the welcome fee. It's mm. a welcome package. Um and I charge a little more than most people do. Um I charge $75 is my welcome package fee. However, that includes and I just use like Revolution because they're an easy starter Leo. Mm -hmm. And one Leo and one pair of tights included in your welcome package. Oh, I like that. And then it, um, you're almost training them to come back to you for when they need their next leotard. Yeah. And so, yeah. and then like the next, and I, my registration or my welcome fee is I take like $10 off of it for repeating mm -hmm. students. And then like, I have $125 like family max. Like I'm not going to just go crazy on it. Um, but every year you have the option to get that Leo and tights again, because you're going to, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. It's kind of like, you know, you, you never have to go, okay, well, this is your registration fee for last year, but you're, you know, you're already registered. So I just, it's just a set thing. It's $75 and here's your Leo and tights. Welcome to class. See you next week. Here's your schedule. <laughs> like, brilliant. Brilliant. Love that. Yeah. And it just, it's a, an incentive to, like their parents are like, okay, well, where do I go to buy the tights? Where do I go to buy the Leo? You have it. And you're welcome to buy it again from the dance studio. But if not, like here's Dancewear Solution or which one's the one that parents can buy from Dancewear Solutions? Dancewear Solutions. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I, I go to Wiseman. So I'm like, which one's the right? <laughs> Dancewear Solutions and, uh, and a few others, like here's places that you can go. Right. Right. Amazon links, but that way, at least for the first, and if they're only coming to one or two classes a week, they can wear that same Leo. Like, it's not mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to, like if we're starting next week, I have to find something. Or if they sign up on a Monday and they want to come on Tuesday, they're not struggling. And then you don't have a kid coming in in blue jeans going, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, so you're about the, um, the tent and the Yes. Okay. We want to know, we want to know about how you've adjusted during COVID times for okay. these amazing recitals. So tell so us few about little, few little tips and hints here. First off, you are welcome to have sponsorships. We tend to think sponsorships are like, Oh, and add in a program or this or that or the other. I'm here to tell you that as an event planner, planner for a large city, you can do so much more. Um, well, I'm going to talk about location as in like, if you're going to have your recital at somewhere and then also like how to do a tent or chairs or that kind of thing. If you want to reevaluate this, you can take this one little thing and put it however you want. Um, start like pre COVID times or maybe even current COVID, like right now, how do you pick your location? A lot of people go for like this big venue and everything and it costs so much money. 
I found that having a really good working relationship with my community theater and my schools, and I don't mean working relationship like, hey, can I borrow this? I, they need choreography. I'm a choreographer. I will call the high school and say, hey, I will choreograph your show at no charge this year. I will sponsor it for $1,500 because that's their big sponsorship. I'm going to sponsor your show for $1,500 and I'm going to choreograph it. So then also my name goes in for choreography on their little page. And I need you to give me the venue. And um, usually I pay like $750 for the week, like $750 for a recital venue for one week because I've, like I tell them like my choreography would normally cost for a show. I don't know, 1500 bucks, $2,000. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what I would actually charge to go do a high school show. Um, because <laughs> I always trade out. Like, I'm just like, I don't know how much does your venue cost for a couple of days? That's how much right. my fee is. Together, <laughs> They got their show choreographed by a professional, not, you know, the random, I used to be a dancer when I was in eighth grade. Now I'm a teacher and sure I'll choreograph your show. Right. They got their choreography done by someone that is a choreographer. They got their sponsorship that they really needed to put their show together. Um, so my my name went on like, thank you, Elite Dance Academy for sponsoring uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. And then I came in and I did all their choreography for it. So they got great choreography. They got to use my studio space on the weekends to rehearse. Uh-huh. Um and because I wasn't using it on Sundays anyways. And so I'm like, okay, I'll provide my studio. You can use it. No charge. I'm going to pay you $1,500 to your theater department. Be friends with the theater department. Don't call up the admin building and be like, can I rent your theater? They're going to be like, yeah, it's this much. You're going to punch in some numbers. Contact your, whoever's the head of the theater department themselves. They're starving artists just like us and they want a good show. And so you're like, hey, I've got a space for you to practice in. I've got your choreography. I'm going to sponsor your show. I need your help with a venue. I did this with the community theater too. And then all of their students, most theater students are going to be in um, some type of, I call it star students, like whatever their, your school's name for national honor society is. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they need service hours. And so I would sign off on their kids service hours to run sound at my show, run lights at my show. Um, and that kind of thing. And so we would practice to do so. And I would end up getting a venue for three, four or five days for a thousand dollars, $750, like whatever it is. And finally that relationship's built enough where I'd be like, Hey, can I get the key? And they're like, yeah, just, you know, turn off the lights when you leave. I don't, I may not get the air conditioner Monday through Thursday. Like, you know, cause I'm just walking in and turning on lights to put my stuff together. But that's how I got my location. Location is, we spend so much money on that, like thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And so by kind of like changing that, taking what you have to offer and being okay to say, Hey, I'm worth this much. I need your building. It's okay okay to like really put stake into that. And so I just became really close with the theater directors at the two biggest high schools in my area and with the community theater and then my resume ended up like a mile long for all of these shows because I was choreographing shows that were going on to travel or perform or um, the high school's really good. And they won like 
that Texas does their own high school theater awards and stuff like that. And so like, I would get best choreography in some of this stuff. Because, oh, cool. And it's not like, oh my gosh, you're the most amazing choreographer. It's just when you're taking high school students that have never taken dance choreographing their shows versus a professional. And most of these high schools can't afford to pull me in for six months to do their show. They I mean, right. just, they can't. And so I'm in your own town. I'm right here and I can sure I'll come over on Tuesday night and work with your students or most of the time there's just during the day because they have a theater class during the day. And so I would go and teach a class and we would choreograph this show and they got it and I get to say it was theirs. And so they're winning and I'm winning because I'm not paying for a recital venue that costs me ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 by the time if I needed it for a week to put on a show. Right. Right. My shows are usually two weekends. So it was yeah. expensive. So in that regard, maybe your recitals outside, or maybe you have a church that's, that has a giant um, art. We had, there was a church, a Methodist church that had built a huge youth center that had a big empty floor. Mm. And like, maybe, maybe you could do a recital somewhere like that, but you need chairs, venue chairs. And you call up the wedding venue people or the event planner people. And they're like, Oh, it's going to be so much money. Stop. Call up your banks, your dealerships, um, your doctor's office, the big, the big people and say, I, and you need to go ahead and plant pre-plan a sponsorship seat, uh, sheet and say, I would like for you to sponsor my show. We are going to feature your company. And if you can do like a projector or something before the show starts with their logos going through, that's always a huge hit. Um, you're going to have to buy some signage to sit around the room that says this, these chairs are provided. The comfort of your seats are provided by Joe's automobile service. Um, and you know, they have their logo and everything on it, but say that the cost of those chairs is $1,500. You sell that sponsorship to them for 2000. Now you've got your chairs, you covered the cost of any advertising that you had to do, and you don't have to worry about it. If you need a tent and someone has one, say, hey, I would like to, um, you to sponsor my event. If you pay me $500, I will be glad to use your giant tent with your giant logo on it and make an announcement and say, this show is provided to you by Twinkle Toes. Like, I mean, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, one of my biggest sponsors ended up being Capizio. They're amazing to work with. Find really? Your, don't call the home office. They'll be like, Psh, whatever. But find your local Capizio rep. Oh my gosh. Um, he would drive in from Dallas when I would do my shows and he would bring in all the tables. Like when I needed like the really nice tables for like a sign, cause I'm at a high school, right? Like I'm performing shows at a high school. So I need like a ticket table and a sign in table and all this stuff. He would come in and he would put up all these tables with his own tablecloths, these Capizio tablecloths and he had a little booth set up to sell like tights and shoes and you know, whatever at before and after the show. But when I got there, they were just done. Like I didn't wow. do like find them. And then they give the studio owner, this is the, like this is studio owners only. They won't do it for anybody else. And they give the studio owner a percentage. Like it's a small percentage, but the studio owner gets this percentage of those sales. So then you really talk them up. I, I, I'm a block person. Like 
if Capizia is watching this, like I didn't say that out loud. I, <laughs> like, I love my ballet shoes, but um, as far as like point shoes and tap shoes, like I'm a huge block person. I was never able to like get that deal with them. Um, mm. But Capizia was great. And they give you a small percentage of those sales. I think it's like 3% or whatever it is. But then also they will um, like say their shoes are $12. I can tell them I want him to sell them for 15 or 20. Okay. Huh. So I got the profit plus like 3%. Wow. That's great. So I never worried about like marking them up because that just took, like I have a hundred other things to do right now. And so my parents felt like they were getting a deal because they're getting the same shoes that I sell on my website and stuff. I'm selling for $20. They're on sale. They're on sale at the recital for 15 or 12 huh. and I'm still getting a percentage of it. That's great. So, and I think the percentage changes. Like if you sell like less than 500, it's like 1.5% if it's. Sure. And so it, it kind of fluctuated. I can't remember exactly what the, the deal is on that. Um, but find your local Capizia rep. They're amazing. They want to work with you. Um, your the stores themselves are not worried. Like if you call it, like there's one called here named Sandy's. Sandy's is a dance store that sells Capizio. They're like, whatever they're, they're not get, they're not making money. They're not making commission on what they're selling. Mm-hmm. Right? They've already bought the product from Capizio. Find your rep, call Capizio up and say, Hey, who's the rep for my area and get a working relationship with them because they want to be your rep. They don't want you to go to the dance store. They don't want you to go to dancewear solutions. They want you to purchase through them. And so they'll work with you to be able to do that. Um, and, and they're great. And so finding like what is a good fit for your studio, like what your reputation wants to be. Um, and I, I wanted people to come to the dance studio and then I, I'm sorry, come to the recital, get some dancewear. Maybe their kid just saw my big show for the first time. Maybe, and they're like, I want to be a dancer. Okay, well, on your way out, I now have a registration table. Thank you, Capizio. And you can buy some dancewear over here. Like, I mean, it was just a really good working relationship. Um, If you, whatever it is that you need, um, the printing company for my programs, I didn't pay for programs. Like I paid $0 to print those programs. However, on the back page of like, not the back page, but the back part of the programs had quick copy printing. This whole book brought, brought to you by quick copy printing. And we made it a little announcement. Thank you to our sponsors. So-and-so, so-and-so, so just like they do it. Every other show you go to, you know, mm-hmm. a soccer game, the sponsors are on the back, of all their shirts. Yep. It, like businesses need it for a tax write-off, but they want to be thanked. And then if you did over a certain amount, you got a little plaque delivered to you. We took a picture and was like, thanks. You're so great. And, you know, those things, but anything that we needed, our concession stand was donated by, I don't, I don't even remember, honestly, that sounds terrible, but they are concession stand. And then the moms ran it. Um, but our concession stand, all the concessions, I would say, Hey, can you be our concession stand sponsor? It's going to be $750. I maybe spent $400 on concessions from Sam's or Costco. Right. And, made the profit off of it. I mean, yes, I had to go actually purchase it, but they did the sponsorship. So find out what does your show need 
Mm-hmm. Don't go crazy because if you have a goal of raising like $30,000 off of sponsorships, you're going to be very disappointed. Be really <laughs> um, or maybe that tent, maybe you really, really need it. And they're like, I really can't swing the $500 right now. Do an IOU. Be like, okay, that's fine. How about we'll still use your tent. You get to be our sponsor and, and everything, but you know, like later on it, we might need this. Would you mind sponsoring again? We'll use your logo again. Like, okay. What let's you got what you needed and you have a future sponsor that is super ecstatic that they get to sponsor two events for the price of one. You got your tent. Right. And you got $500. Like who loses here? I mean, yeah. they have to spend it for tax write-off purposes. You need it. <laughs> that's uh that is the best way to go about doing it that's brilliant I love that so for your COVID recital you had an outdoor performance under a tent with donated chairs so and all of that I moved to Dallas um in October of last year okay. um so I actually uh sold my studio and moved to Dallas and right as things were picking up for me to do um a, a studio COVID hit. And mm-hmm. so we're all like, I'm all like twiddling my thumbs over here. Um, and so I did a help another um, studio. They, a bunch of their teachers dropped off the face of the planet when COVID hit. Like, oh no. Some people that happened to, um, they lost two of their teachers and was like, can you help? And so I helped them with theirs. Um, and they did an outdoor show. Um, and it was, they did just fine. Everybody brought their own lawn chairs and it was outside. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so it was super intimate and it was good. Um, we're in Texas. The restrictions are not quite the same as they mm. are everywhere else. We're a lot looser. Um, here. Uh, we did a bunch of little mini recitals at the venue. Um, so this is not, this was not my recital. Um, but yes, so you could definitely do something like that outside. Um, I do know that parents are pushing back hardcore on the virtual shows mm-hmm. um because it costs it actually ends up costing us quite a bit to do those right um, then the parents are like okay whatever you know like they're not getting that thing that you know like that, that experience thing. yeah yeah like yeah have something and so um some great ideas that i've had and i've seen is um putting them all together and then doing is a dvd is a show um that you can do uh, we did um, a virtual, I say a virtual one, um, we, it wasn't virtual, but a, a, a movie premiere um, mm-hmm. ago where we were featured in a film. And so we did like, we, like our studio was featured in a film, one family a couple of years ago. And um, what we did is we did a performance beforehand and had it professionally recorded. And then we did like a movie premiere and we had like our banner set up and a red carpet and everybody paid to like come in and watch the movie. Um, and you could definitely do that in smaller increments or even do like an outdoor show like that, like a big outdoor show um, and just do a big movie premiere. And then they watch themselves um, on, they watch themselves as a movie before the actual premiere of the movie we were in and parents loved it. Their kid, cause they were, they didn't have to worry about like, okay, I've got to go change my kid and get dressed. They got like hardcore gowns and all dressed the nines. We did this huge movie premiere at the community theater um, where we had our screen and everything set up and just 
before the film, we had made a movie from our own studio that the kids watched themselves dance. And we did a couple of like kid interviews. Um, speaking of which, if you wanted to make money off of something like that, and that's perfect during COVID times is, um, and a lot of people don't think of this. We give our solos, duets, and trios to our competition team. The number of kids in your studio, the number of parents in your studio that want their kid to have an opportunity to do a solo duet or trio that is not on competition is more than you will ever understand. Everyone wants <laughs> to be a star. Right. Why not use that and bank on it? Um, something I advised another studio to do, they were going to do like a premiere type thing um, with theirs, is to sell those. Say, okay, I'm going to take five soloists. It's going to cost $250 to be, to have a solo in my, in my recital, in my premiere, in my show, whatever you're going to do, sell it. You give them a minute and a half of choreography. They get to buy their own costume. You made $250 times five. And then the same thing for duets and trios. And then you sell those. And then all these kids that never would have a chance to be a soloist or be in a duet or a trio are now all of a sudden a small star. Right. In show and that again they feel important the parents feel like they actually paid for something their kids not at the back you know and it's a really good intro for if you have a parent that's really pushing for their kid to have a solo or to be on your competition team how do they stand alone how do they do um and, and let that be something that you charge for is to put solos duets and trios in your recital and not your competition dances i mean we brag so much about our competition team that our rec parents are like oh gosh right they're sick of hearing about it my kid is so good she can like almost touch her toes when she bends over (laughs) (laughs) like I mean and you're like okay well that's great so let's and I mean seriously I let I did um two shows a winter show and a my big production my winter show um and this is just a small little side note to make money on a dance recital we order performance tops just like a dance team would that said elite dance academy on them and you wore them with black leggings and that's all we wore for our winter show oh that's brilliant yes and then i um offered uh solos duets and trios and then you buy your own costume and so we do all of our group numbers and all of our dances and um just did like it's a super small little intimate show that we did um for them and so you just wore your performance tops black leggings ponytails and we it was just like a a, I modeled after a dance team like this is how we performed and you um you don't charge costume fees for that I think um the tops we use GTM sportswear at the time um are I sold them for 75 dollars but if we were in if we performed for the community we wore those tops and black leggings if we did our winter show we wore those tops and black leggings um and I really made it all about those rec kids and so the parents are really feeling like I'm getting my money's worth from these shows, from these recitals. Right. So um, that's awesome. It's just a good way to make money is by selling those solos and duets and trios into your show. Like if you're like, okay, well, I don't really want to do this production idea. I like my recitals. Okay. So, and you're like, but I'm having a time crunch on like when I'm supposed to change costumes and all of this, then sell solos, duets and trios for your show. And if parents have a competition dancer, they're like, they're perfect. They're like the 50 time national title winner. And I want them to do their solo. Great. $250, honey. Like here it is. Like, (laughs) And it really does take that pressure off of who gets to do what. Um, And so my competition teams, I would let them perform either the opening number or the ending number. They would do like a really big dance together. So that way I did get to show up like, okay, look, this kid had like, 
you know, 25 all cones and an aerial and watch her leg like bend over in half because my competition teams were great. Like they were phenomenal and the, everybody knew that. And I wanted to showcase them, but I didn't need it to be about them. Right. So like our opening or our closing number. Yeah. So um, that way they got, but other than that, they're not in, in the show and unless they're in rec classes. And that also encourages your competition kids to take more rec classes. They want those lead roles just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, you are obviously a wealth of knowledge, Miss Danielle. <laughs> it, it, it comes from a lot of experience, a lot of failure and success. But yes, as they, if, if anything, just remember that a recital is your town's view of your studio. Right. Like, this is your reputation, not your wins, because no one understands what elite, high gold, double platinum, triple, quadruple, <laughs> silver means. Like, and they're like, right. okay, I mean, cool. sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> being honest, like dance studio, dance competitions, I, I work for dance competitions. I love them. If y'all happen to be at Fly this year, come and find me. Um, but everybody gets something. Everybody's every studio is coming home. Exactly. And all showstoppers, Miss Debbie. That's my heart. But those trophies are bigger and gaudier every year. And like even the golds, like, and you're just like, what do you do with it? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're a great studio. But they don't understand the work that goes into it. And they only know if little Sally Lou is feeling that, you know, triple platinum crystal level of love at that studio. And so Mm -hmm. your recital is your reputation in your town. You've got to make that all of that time and energy put into that show. Um, yeah. Our backdrops, by the way, if you need a money saving hit, um, backdrops, I go to a local, um, you know, the billboards, they take yeah. those down and they throw them in the trash. That is a giant, um, like, I don't even know what you call it, uh, backdrop. Um, you take that sucker down, you prime it like five times and you paint it. I let my students paint my backdrop, their hand. Like I do the, a, a lot of the work. And if, if a mom's a really good artist, I'm like, oh my gosh, we'd love to have you featured, use the word, featured on our recital backdrop. Um, and we do it. But like when we did uh, Peter Pan, the Lost Boys Treehouse, all of the leaves were every kid in the dance studio's handprint. Oh, and so all the parents were like, my kid made that. And so it's just, you're then putting in the whole, like this, it is not, it's not your show anymore. This is your studio show. This is your student. Like those moms did that. When they get to sit in the audience, they're like, oh yeah, we did that. You see those props? We made those. Like you said, backdrop, we painted that. You know, yeah. they're, they're just so invested and then they want to see the success from it. And then their kids like, Oh my gosh, I was part of this show and my handprints on that. And I got to take a picture with Cinderella or I was Cinderella and they're coming back. They want, right. like they, they fit in. Yeah. And so that's, that's the key making yeah. them feel important and involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like they have some sense of ownership in it. Yeah. When, yeah. when you have parents that have pride in your studio, because if, if we get real with competition stuff, that is a whole different can of worms and a different level of, oh, that, you know, people, <laughs> um, my, my advice on that is not like, eh. it, but like when it comes to the, the, 
the pride, the people that are going to buy your merchandise, which get merchandise and sell it at your recitals, but the people that are going to buy your merchant, just like a concert, like have your little table set up, little rack, like you can get the backpack and the da 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 and sell them at your recital. Um, but they, they, the pride that they have in that is such a huge thing because they're going to come back because, and say thank you, say thank you. If like you get up there and you say every dance mom at the end of your show, when everybody takes their final bows, say all dance moms and dads that helped build or paint this set, please stand. Mm. It's like, I mean, literally you could have showered them with a year of free dance at that point. They're just like, that was me. I did that. And they're just, they're so excited. And we give them a round of applause. And I'm like, if you, you know, like if you were part of this show, stand up. And, and it's just, it's such a, again, you're pulling that family aspect in there. Complete side note. I want to uh, tell you a way to really promote your shows to get the community to come besides just the uh, posters is I do not care what your town says the Christmas parade's theme is. Your Christmas parade float is your dance recital. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care what they say. I do not care. Uh, when we did Alice in Wonderland, the whole cast of Alice in Wonderland was sitting on there. And, and when we passed out our candy canes on every one of them was a little flyer to come. So Christmas is in December, right? Your show is not till May, June. If you're not ordering costumes until February. You're still taking signups. Come be featured in our show. Sign up here and have your website. And now they've seen this giant parade float go by. We order our recital t-shirts in October because I want them kids wearing them every day. We have, and then like we let the cast sign this whole thing. Um, and I announced cast in December. So that way on the first, that way they know to be on the float and for their uh, costumes, they just find whatever cheap costume they can find off Amazon or piece together. It's not the actual one from the show. Um, Cause I don't want any dance recital costume, but our entire float, we get as many kids as we can possibly have walking or riding and our, we use prop, we go ahead and start making props. We're going to use them for the show anyways. Right. Mm -hmm. And so our entire float is whatever. So that's when our like big reveal to the community of what our show is going to be is when you see our parade float go by. That's when they find out what show we're doing and how to get their kid involved. It's like great. there's no money to be made in that, <laughs> but you will get, you'll get at least 10 or so new students just by walking through and they're like, Oh my gosh, it's Cinderella. Oh, my kid can be in the show with Cinderella. <laughs> like, and they'll, there you go. Now they're ready to go starting in January and they come in and now you've got new kids for your show. That's brilliant. I love that. I love that. If you're not well, going to award for best Christmas float and it's not going to have the same. However, is the like little classic trophy greater than a hundred dollars a month and 10 new kids? I mean, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd much rather have the new students registered than a, the best, best parade float award. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for being with us here today. This has been fabulous to chat with you. Yes. Thank you so much. Sorry. It took so long. That was like a whole bunch. All, all no, way. it's great. We might just wind up splitting this into two episodes, maybe. Um, awesome. So before we go, let's share something that's made our hearts happy and it is winter break. So if it's, uh, if it's your, your family time, your Christmas time, maybe. So Danielle, what's something that's made your heart happy lately? Um, 
let's see, there's so much going on right now. Like I really feel the positivity that's come out of the past few weeks. Like I feel like every, the whole world got really negative here mm-hmm. for a little bit. And I don't know if it's like the step back, the break, the breather, but just, I feel like everything around me has become a lot more positive. Um, and maybe it's a, a mind change inside of me um, and inside my family, but I do feel like we are getting a lot more positivity. The world's kind of, or especially here in the U S like starting to come together a little bit more um, and really working together to be that change that we throw a fit about. So it, it's definitely <laughs> interesting little time to live in. And, and I'm very happy to see the direction that it's like, okay, we all were fighting, but now we're all making up, which is so nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Robin, how about you? Uh, so we got a piano in our house. What? That's exciting. Well, my son Nick's uh, grandparents had his, uh, their, their family, piano which is a Steinway which apparently is a big deal Um, and they they're downsizing and they shipped it to us from Oklahoma and it arrived in my house the other day and I'm like I don't have any room for this thing but it's a family heirloom for my son so you know I'm just gonna shove it over here and it didn't fit so yesterday I unchristmased my house and rearranged things and have found a nice place for it and you know, just changed up my environment a little bit, you know, get rid of the Christmas dust, clean, organize, whatever, have a new, I have a new perspective on this room. I've got a new place to sit, a new thing. And Brendan just gravitates to the piano and just anything that's musical, Brendan will just go for it. And so it's just a, a little nice. bit of a change of scenery that I really needed after being. Oh, in my that's great. So many months. That's what it is. That's so cool. Very fun. Um, let's see for me. So my, I have, I have two. Um, so Josh and I decided to, uh, that we wanted to see his family for Christmas because, um, we just had a a death in the family. And so we wanted to just be with, be with the people. Um, and so we quarantined for a week, got tested. And then as soon as our test results came back negative, we headed up to Pennsylvania. So it's just been really nice to be with, um, not the whole family because it's a large family, but to be with his parents and see his um, his brother and his sister-in-law and um, to just be together. And it kind of feels normal. <laughs> um, but before we came up here uh, on Christmas Eve, my uncle, who's a musician and a songwriter, he did a Facebook Live Christmas Carol concert. And it was just acapella, but he, he just sang like... And he, he somehow managed to get all of my favorites in. <laughs> and I just listened while I was cooking dinner and drinking some wine and singing along. And like so many of my family members were in the comment section, like chiming in and everything. And it was just so lovely. It felt it like singing Christmas carols together is a really important part of my um, Christmas tradition with that side of the family. And so it just felt like really nice and like, heartwarming and homely homey so that was really nice great yay little things little exactly the little things the little things for sure all right well thank you again danielle it's been wonderful having you and thank you for being part of the community and please don't keep quiet anymore you clearly have a lot of information to share and ideas to share so chime in and post and comment and we want to hear more from you for sure Perfect. Yeah, it was nice Thank meeting you so much. Thank y'all for having me. Small little shout out. My daughter, it's my daughter's birthday. She's oh, yay. Happy birthday. 
Thank y'all so very much. I'm glad y'all reached out and I look forward to talking to y'all and everything else in the future. Definitely. All right. Well, listeners, if you're not already in our DSO Connect community group, please make sure you join the Facebook group so that you can be part of the conversation with Danielle. All right, everybody. Well, we will be back again next week. And thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Bye. Bye.